Hello, welcome back to the podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about safety and relationships. And this is a topic that's so, so important. And it's come up a lot recently with some of the people that I've been talking to and working with. And um, I think it just needs to be clarified in a really easy to understand and tangible way for people because you know you hear these terms like is this person safe person is the relationship container safe and really you know it's important to define what that actually means so at the core of a safe relationship really what we're talking about is that there's a foundation of respect and there's a foundation of trust there there's an element of consistency in the behavior that's showing up in the relationship between the two of these that there's a sense of openness in the communication, there's honesty, you know, there's freedom for you to be yourself, you can communicate openly, honestly and transpar- transparently about what you're thinking, what you're feeling, you can have an opinion. But just coming back to trust, that you trust this person, not to harm you, not to mislead you, not to lie to you, not to cheat you, not to exploit you, that at the core of this you know that there's a level of respect you know, they're going to honor your boundaries. They're going to work with you to create a mutually fulfilling experience that they're not going to do anything to try and humiliate you, whether it's in public and private, they're not going to put you down or demean you. They're not going to do anything that would, you know, intentionally impact on your sense of self, your well-being, how others see you. You know, coming back to that consistency there as well, um, that they're there for you, that they follow through on their promises that, you know, you can rely on them that there's that that mutual reciprocity that they're protective of you that they've got the same shared interests you know that you're on the same page with the purpose of the relationship what you both want from it but coming back to the communication there that there's openness there's honesty there's transparency you know what you see is what you get and even if the person's struggling with really difficult feelings or thought processes around that they allow themselves to share this with you that you can be vulnerable with them that that space is safe. You don't have to worry about this person becoming judgmental or reactive or aggressive, you know, ridiculing you, demeaning you, shaming you for having an opinion that's different to theirs, that they're not going to disrespect you or put you down or that they're going to, you know, ridicule you or humiliate you for something that you've been through or something that you're trying to share share with them. When I speak about freedom, like that also comes back to freedom of expression, the freedom to share your thoughts openly and honestly, you know, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, they have a different perspective or outlook on life, that you're able to be your authentic self. And I know it's a term that gets thrown around a lot as well, but really at the core of it, you're true to yourself. You know, you be your full self in front of this person. You allow yourself to be vulnerable with them. You share how you really think and feel in those moments. Um, and this is why, you know, we base this on safety. Like, is this person a person that I can trust? Do they respect me? Do they care about me? Are they going to hold that space for me that they're not going to fuck me over? And when that safety is in place, then there's a higher likelihood of you being able to relax into the process to show those more vulnerable parts of self and to be more authentic, authentically yourself, you know, and show that. And I think also just elaborating and expanding on that, that the relationship itself isn't threatened when one of the, one of each of these needs space, that you're, you know, you have that freedom to have space to, you know, regulate your emotions or decompress or take time to be with your friends your family you know to pursue some of the things that are individual to you that make you you but also help you feel grounded and connected to who you are at your core that that space and that need for space doesn't become this massive wage or this breaking point within the relationship that that's not being used to make you feel bad or guilty about needing time away for yourself um the freedom to change your mind 
you know, that you're not being ridiculed or put down or guilt trapped or coerced because you've decided you feel a different way about something. Like, you know, you, this is a freedom as a human being that you have. You can change your mind on things. You're not locked under this abstract, like this absolute way of thinking that it's black and white and this is the only way of being. You know, back to that thing about disagreeing, that um, that you're not expected to totally be 100% in agreement with what your partner thinks and feels. You know, we're drawn to each other through what's similar. We're all, we obviously grow through what's different. And that's how we can maintain this journey of understanding each other by exploring these parts. But the thing is, like, you're not always going to agree on things. You're going to come from different backgrounds, different cultures, different um, experiences in life, the things that have shaped you and made you, you and them, who they are. And like you're going to disagree on things, but that that is not seen as this massive um, wedge between these and that you shouldn't have to compromise on your viewpoint or your perspective. Not compromise, but like totally neglect it, we'll say, just to make the, the relationship function. And I think just on that, it is inevitable even in healthy relationships that couples are going to have conflict. They're going to disagree. You're going to bolt heads at some point in time, whether it's over finances, parenting, intimacy, life stressors, different things, whatever it is. But when there has been like a rupture, when there has been this conflict, that there is an effort being made within the container of the relationship for a repair to take place, that the person is able to hold their hands up and take an element of responsibility for what went wrong. Now, I know some people haven't been taught this, but again, this is why I'm saying about effort, that there's effort being made. They show that they're remorseful. They show that they've overstepped the line. You know, they might find it hard to actually, and I know some men can be very, very guilty of this. I don't want to become sexist. They're generalized here. But just in my experience working with a lot of women, that is a major frustration that comes up time and time again. Is he won't fucking apologize. He won't in any way, shape, or form take any responsibility for any part of the hurt that was caused or any part of the disagreement, the conflict escalating. And that's something that a lot of people in my experience, you know, depending on the background that they grew up with or the template that they were exposed to, you know, they haven't learned how to make effective repairs. They haven't learned how to apologize. And I do think some people play up to this as well. They, they've no incentive to do it, so they don't. Or they feel like because maybe they're men that they shouldn't because it now somehow makes them weak or that they've lost some sort of control in their stance. And I like I don't pair, I, don't, I actually don't agree with that at all. I think all that's done is created further disconnection in the relationship. You're not actually getting what you fucking want. You want a fulfilling relationship. You want your partner happy. You want to be connected to each other. So you get your ego out of the fucking way and learn how to make an effective repair, learn how to make an, an effective apology. And just because you've apologized doesn't mean that, that your partner has to forgive you straight away and you just move on to the next thing. This is the thing about recognizing you know, people move through things at different rates and different paces. So, you know, but that back to what I was saying there about the an effort to make the repair. The things aren't just brushed under the carpet. The things just aren't ignored. That you're not just expected to fucking get on with. Because again, this isn't safe. Your feelings haven't been validated. Your emotions haven't been validated. You might still be carrying this. Again, you might not be able to fully move past it because part of you might be really fucking hurt by what's happened, you know, in, in that context. And it's not just a case of them bringing this up the next time you have a disagreement because for you it's still maybe unresolved and that's totally plausible in the situation if that is how that was handled and you were expected just to get on with it so again as i mentioned safety is a huge huge big thing like for you to be able to bring this up and go look you know i know we talked about this the other day and it was pretty shit, but i still want to kind of address what i was feeling i felt blah 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 when blah, 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 lean into the discussion and hopefully that person can be grounded enough and safe enough to be able to have the discussion without this deteriorating and some other shit show where, you know, you've got all this other 
unconstructive, we'll say, behavior or destructive behavior where there's stonewalling, silent treatment, you know, contemptuous remarks, demeaning, mocking behavior, belittling each other, name calling, you know, basically swerving into that place where you're just becoming critical of the person as opposed to actually talking about what actually took place. Um, and underlying that then is just this punishing behavior that's going on that's creating further disconnection between both people. And that's a clear sign that the relationship is in rocky territory. It's not safe. It's no longer safe for you to speak up. It's no longer safe for you to get your needs met. It's no longer safe for you to address any of the feelings that's coming up. And like, you don't want to have that culture of disrespect becoming normalized. You know, your partner shouldn't feel like it's okay to disrespect you, whether this is in public in front of people or in private behind closed doors. You know, that should never become normalized. They shouldn't take satisfaction and humiliating you or demeaning you or bringing up stuff from the past to try and make you feel shameful or embarrassed or less than, you know, because that becomes really, really coercive and controlling. It becomes really, really demeaning. It massively impacts the sense of self. It hugely impacts your confidence. And again, you have to look at this person. And you're like, I'm sharing my fucking life with this person. I'm choosing to be in a relationship with them. So why am I tolerating this behavior? Why am I letting that happen? And just coming back to that conversation around control and i think this can happen in relationships too where people lose sight of their personal power and this is something that comes up in therapy quite a lot is this idea of your own personal responsibility about the choices that you make and becoming a more informed powerful choice maker you know actually tuning into what you need what you want at any point in time and that's not they say like you're, you're totally going to disregard your partner's needs but let's just say in this context you've been in a very controlling relationship you've totally lost sight of your personal power for whatever reason, say maybe there's financial dependence or there's just emotional abuse going on over a prolonged period of time. You know, it shouldn't become normal within reason for somebody to tell you what you are allowed and not allowed to do, that you need their permission as an adult to make a choice that feels right for you. You know, unless that's going to have some sort of financial bearing on the other person or if there's other responsibilities that need to be split between the couple, maybe there's child minding or there's different things that's going on. That's about informing. That's about having a working as a team to work through something as a solution. But somebody telling you, like, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to go there. You're not allowed to talk to this person. You're not allowed to spend this, that and the other of your own money. You're not doing whatever I say that you're not allowed to do. That is a really, really, really telling sign. That's a massive red flag. That can't become normalized. And unfortunately, some people will tolerate that and it'll just go on and on and on and on and it'll become so far normalized that you know other people will start noticing. They might they might even say anything, but it's just very, very overwhelming. And again, it's a clear sign that the relationship isn't safe because you haven't got the freedom to make your own choices. You haven't got the freedom to say what you really think and feel. You don't get the freedom to do things. You know, you're you're running things past somebody for permission. And it's your fucking life at the end of the day. Like and all this, you know, I could expand on this massively if we were talking about signs of emotional abuse, because this is classic, like that comes up a lot. There's a lot of controlling behavior that you'll find in emotionally abusive relationships. Um, but isolation as well can sometimes go hand in hand in that where they're creating this dependence that you'll always be around them. You'll always be accessible. You'll always be available to them and their needs. They might drive a wage between you and your support network, causing drama between you and your friends, you and your family. Um, you know, the people that you've had around you that maybe threaten that person's influence in your relationship. And the thing is, like, once you're isolated, like, from your friends and your family, you know, you lose sight, you're in this bubble. And this is when this can become much, much more detrimental and more damaging because you're constantly being exposed to this behavior. You have no buffer to it. You've no outside influence helping you kind of 
connect back to yourself and see it for what it is. And there might also be embarrassment and shame that this is how you're living. Um, and it's really, really full on. And that, you know, obviously there's a lot of nuance that goes under this. And I don't, I didn't think I was going to deviate under this conversation around like how these abusive behaviors can surface, but it does go hand in hand when we're talking about safety. And this is one of the other things that really gets a bit murky and it kind of pisses me off a bit about social media. When I see terms like gaslighting being misused or trauma, trauma being misused and in, in terms of like when it's being applied to certain scenarios. And the thing is like with gaslighting, anybody that's ever been gaslit will realize that it's not the same as somebody disagreeing with you. It's not the same as somebody being emotionally abusive towards you. It is a form of emotional abuse, but it's not gaslighting is somebody attacking your entire identity, somebody attacking your entire grasp on reality to the point where you don't know whether you're coming or going, that your entire sense of self, your entire sense of direction, everything that you thought was accurate has been challenged and completely turned upside down by this person to the point where you actually question your sanity. That is how severe gaslighting is. It's not just somebody disagreeing with you. It's not just somebody being disrespectful or abusive towards you. There's very, very, very sinister, serious overtones with gaslighting that set it apart as a form of abuse in itself because anybody that has been gaslit really, really struggles to trust themselves, to trust their grasp and reality, to see things for what they are. And it's so dysregulating that it takes a lot of time to kind of come out the other side of it. And like, I don't know, I'm just, I think I'm just ranting because I see things sometimes on TikTok. I see some things on Instagram. I see things being misrepresented. And the thing is, if people knew the severity of some of the topics that they were talking about, they would realize, like, bringing awareness to something is important, but misrepresenting something that's so, so serious and so, so damaging to the people that have been exposed to it, it kind of takes away from what those people have endured and what those people have experienced. And it's just something to be very careful of if you are consuming media online, that you're what's the words I'm trying to say, that you're just conscious that not everything that's represented online is an accurate reflection of what it is therapeutically. So just on that anyway, if there's any form of fucking gaslighting going on in your relationship, major red flag, massive, massive indication that you need to get away from that space and get away from that individual. Um, again, just on that, there's no place for aggressive or violent behavior in a safe relationship. If you find that you're walking on eggshells, that is a major, major indication that something needs to change because you're living in fear. You know, you're waiting for the, the, the next reaction. That's not good. Um, it's massively taxing on your actual physiology for a start, you know, with what that's going to be doing to your adrenals, your kidneys, your fight or flight constantly firing. It's going to affect your stress levels, your sleep. It's going to affect your entire sense of self. But even somebody subtly threatening violence, like, you know, if you were ever to do this, then I would do this to you, or I would do this to your friends, your family, your kids, your pets, you know, any form of intimidating behavior, any kind of form of aggressive behavior, whether it's slamming doors or smashing furniture or, again, apologies if this is going to be triggering anybody because I know a lot of people do get exposed to this behavior, that if there, there's no place for that within a healthy, safe relationship is the point that I'm trying to make. And that could be as subtle as somebody like very, very coercively glaring at you as if they say, like, I'm going to lose my fucking shit if you keep talking or if you keep pushing this, I'm going to do something that's going to be very aggressive. Like, that's not okay and it can't and shouldn't be normalized. And just some other things like, you know, you shouldn't feel afraid to be able to use your voice in a safe relationship. It shouldn't feel like a massive fucking big deal for you to want to see your friends and family. That comes back to this conversation that I was saying about space, that that shouldn't 
you know, threaten the, the, the integrity of the relationship. It should be totally fine for you to go and see your friends. It should be totally fine for you to go and see your family. They need space away. Get yourself grounded. Take some time for yourself. You know, those that's part and parcel of being in a healthy relationship. The name calling and the disrespect, that shouldn't ever ever become normalized and you know somebody just saying you're being sensitive or that it was just a joke when you know at your core that this is demeaning belittling shame inducing humiliating you know the intention behind it that's about you then trusting like look i i understand the impact that this is having on me this isn't okay no matter what way this person wraps it up and if you've communicated to this person they're constantly invalidating what you're saying disregarding what you're saying ignoring what you're saying and expecting you to get on with it this is when you need to weigh this up and look at this for what this is. This person's making a conscious choice. They normalize this behavior. Another element to this as well is just recognizing like it's not, it's not like you don't, it's not about like how much you can endure. You know, you're not there just to tolerate this stuff. This person might have a lot of shit going on in their life. That doesn't mean that you're there to meet all their needs. That's like you're not there to be a rescuer. You're not there to be like in a codependent trap just to put up with as much shit that you can eat. Um, like giving and giving and giving and tolerating and all this stuff isn't making you a good person. And it's not, I don't want to, like a lot of the things that can come up sometimes about romanticizing, fighting for the relationship, like that's really when you're in them scenarios, you're, you're, you're dealing with a lot of toxic behavior. And you have to look at that for what that is. A lot of that will come back to your own sense of self, your own self-esteem, but also recognizing the impact that this person's choices and behavior is having on your sense of self. The longer you stay in that environment, the longer you stay in that um, dynamic with that person, the more it's going to have a negative impact on you. And you have to look like, what is the capacity for these things to change? If this person doesn't want to work with me, doesn't want to respect me, doesn't want to honor my boundaries, my need for space, I can't be myself, I can't open up about how I feel, I can't share my thoughts. Like, what? where is the future of the relationship going to go in that scenario? You know, can't see me friends, can't see me family, persons tell me what way I can dress, where I can go, what I can do, what I'm not allowed to do. That's not a relationship. That's not a healthy relationship in any way, shape, or form. It's not even a safe relationship because as soon as you're walking on eggshells, as soon as you're afraid they have a different opinion or change your mind or ask for something and you're terrified that that person's going to react in a very negative way, you need to wake up and see this for what this is. Now, again, just on this for a bit of nuance, even in a healthy relationship, people will argue and there'll be conflict, right? It's not always going to be perfect. Sometimes things will get heated. Sometimes somebody will lose their rag and say something that they shouldn't have said. But this is why I said about the apologizing. They will take responsibility for crossing the line. They'll try and make a sincere effort to make a repair. They'll hold their hands up and acknowledge, I shouldn't have done what I've done. I shouldn't have said what I did. I'm sorry for for, for doing that. I'm going to take some time now. I'm, I'm not going to do it again in the future because I understand how fucking shit that was for me to do that. Give them space to move through it. And then there's that intention then that, you know, they're going to modify their behavior going on, going forward. But there's also this recognition, look, we're both imperfect people. We're going to get things wrong. Stressors in life are going to get on top of us. But at the core of this, we fucking love each other. We actually love each other. We respect each other. Things just sometimes come out the wrong way. Conversations are happening at the wrong time or one or both people weren't regulated prior to the end of the conversation. And there was a reactionary response as opposed to a very grounded way of looking at it. And that's not always... That like sometimes that's the way things pan out. Sometimes people aren't present, they're not listening, somebody gets defensive, something escalates. But as I said, at the core of this, you know, you recognize if you've crossed the line, you recognize if you've hurt your partner's feelings, you don't just let them sit and that hurt. You know, you try and show them that you fucking care. You try and show them that you want them 
to be happy and feel safe in the relationship. Like, you know, you, you resolve things. You don't let things go days and weeks at, at a time. Like, you don't fall into that trap of just like being like, oh, fuck them, and, you know, silent treatment, or I'm going to start stonewalling them until they feel guilty or beg me to let it go or they apologize. Like, that's completely, completely demoralizing, demeaning. It's fucking up the connection and the relationship. Neither person's getting what they want. It's not about who's right. You know, that becomes a really fucking demeaning tactic. Um, and again, as I mentioned, like even within those relationships, when things go wrong and the repairs are made, you both know he's fucking love and care about each other. There's more positive interactions than negative, you know, far more positive interactions than negative. And within that, there's also this shared vision for the future. There's this encouragement for both people to grow, not only as individuals, but they grow together as a couple that the, the, the future is clear as they where these are going. Um, that you're not fucking doubting that, that, you know, you're questioning your whole fucking sanity. Anyway, um, but I, safety, like, I see this a lot, like, you know, when you're in that bubble and it's very, very overwhelming, you're not around your support network and you're just tolerating all sorts of behavior, like, it can be hard, you know, the signs to look out for. I suppose is why I'm having, having this podcast today is just to recognize, like, a relationship should feel safe at its core. It should feel like you can trust the person, that there's respect, and if that's not there, then that's not good because that should be at the core of the foundation of the relationship. You know, and signs that that you can look out for that it's not safe is fucking number one, big massive fucking flag. You're walking on eggshells. You're afraid to use your voice. You're afraid to ask for things. You're not yourself because you're in fight or flight. You know, you can't relax in that environment. You just can't because your nervous system is completely primed because you don't feel safe. You don't feel grounded. You can't like you, you're just waiting for the next thing. You're just waiting for the next argument. There's probably been massive amounts of conflict. There's probably been regular fights escalating and that's exhausting. And, you know, especially when you look at the spectrum of how these fights can take place, they can be really verbally abusive. They can be emotionally abusive. Some cases there can even be physical violence. Um, you know, and no matter what way you want to look at this, if you're in that kind of environment, you know, you can't, expect to establish healthy dynamics with somebody that doesn't want to work with you you know if you try and establish boundaries in that situation and it's not safe you know that that has a risk of escalating to being even more damaging and even more from a place of safety like you know that would be very very concerning like you know you don't know what way that person could respond they could respond just from trying to guilt trip you getting angry trying to shut you down or it could escalate under further violence like you know but all these things are massive telling signs you shouldn't be in that scenario you shouldn't be in that relationship and again if you think about it just from the perspective of even if it's more subtle and it's emotional abuse somebody mocking you belittling you shaming you humiliating you putting you down about your past putting you down about your identity you know, ridiculing you for your hopes and dreams about the future, um, for your family background, elements of your personality, um, or even just because you think differently from that, from them, or you don't agree with them, that you're getting met with these really, really harsh, critical, contemptuous responses. Um, that's not. That's never okay. That's not a safe container. Um, and again. You, you'll probably even know it in your physiology because you just won't be yourself. You won't be holding yourself in a certain way, even in your nonverbal body language. Your friends and family, if they're even around you, will probably see the change in you. They'll know that the light's just not there behind the eyes. They'll just know that you're not your usual vibrant self. You know, internally, you'll probably be exhausted, drained, probably holding a lot of fucking sadness on there as well as frustration. Um, 
just being drained, really, really fucking drained. But like, you'll know in your heart, like if you're not in a safe relationship, that's what I'm trying to say. You'll know that hopefully listening to this, you can identify certain signs of things that are maybe present in the dynamic that you're in, but you can't turn a blind eye to this. You have to come back to yourself and recognize about your own personal power and your own personal responsibility. If at the very least you can get speaking to a friend about how you feel, or if you can reach out to a service, and get help that is a massive step in the right direction because once you start talking about the extent of what you've been through you'll realize that this needs to change this obviously gets a lot more complex when there's kids involved but like you also have to remember like that is going to be an element of their template you know what they're exposed to what they're going to see you know behavior that's being modeled and part of this for you as well is also modeling the change it's also about getting yourself out of that situation coming back to yourself taking the time to heal and move forward from it because you deserve to be in a safe relationship at the very fucking bare basics you deserve somebody that loves you that you trust you know not to break your confidence not to use your secrets against you not to humiliate you not to embarrass you or put you down in front of your friends your family your colleagues not to like lie and mislead you and keep massive fucking secrets for me um there's an element of respect there at the core that they respect you as a human being that they respect that you've got wants needs you know, that they work with you, that they honor your boundaries, that there's consistency in how they show up for you, you know, they keep their promises, they follow through on the things that they say that they're going to do, that you can rely on them, that they've got that consistency as a partner. But I mean, like, even in the very basic things that we were talking about there earlier, about openness, that you can be yourself with them, that you can share your thoughts, that you can have different opinions, that you can talk about what you think and feel about something, you know, at the very, very core that's that space is there for you to come to and open up about something that you're maybe feeling a wee bit vulnerable about and again when things do go tits up that that person can take responsibility for their part and the disagreement of the conflict that they want to make a repair that they don't leave you there in the hurt you know that there's an effort there for things to be regulated for to get both people back on track and that at the core of this that you know you fucking love and respect each other that's really what I'm saying there about the safety and the relationship. Um, and it's so, so important. It really, really is. And I don't think anybody should be settling for less than that. And like, look, as I mentioned there in a previous podcast about the stonewall and contemptuous behavior and criticism, this can't become the norm. You know, if you're catching yourself doing this or if you're catching your partner doing this regularly, tune into the fucking impact that this is having on you. How can you feel connected to somebody when there's constant stonewall or silent treatment? How can you you know speak up and get your needs met if you're getting met with contemptuous behavior people attacking your personality attacking your sense of self making remarks about oh you're just a lazy x y and z you know complaints are very different the criticisms you know you can complain about something not being done you can express a need that you would like help with but this is the thing about working on your relationship choosing to work together they learn these skills they learn how to communicate they learn how to apologize they learn how to make a repair in part also learn how to ground yourself learn how to regulate self-regulate as well as co-regulate because we are wired for connection and also how in doing this we can build you know that sense of trust safety respect and then ultimately when that ultimately when that safety is there we can start to work on the connection and that's something that i've been working really hard on in the background this last couple of weeks is putting together a program for people you know and the relationships they build that sense of connection they build that sense of trust and respect with each other to explore all these aspects of self to get that massive understanding about each other's journeys they learn how to self-regulate they learn how to address certain scenarios with each other whether it's to do with intimacy whether it's to do with trust respect you know 
so that there's nothing left the chance there's nothing being left to the sense of assumption um but anyway i just want to say thanks so much for listening you know a few people messaged me there about the last couple of podcasts and i'm so so grateful that you share your experiences with me i'm glad these podcasts have helped in any way if there's any more topics that you would like me to talk a wee bit more about please do get in touch also if you are interested in this couples course i am going to be launching it very very soon you know you, you can be you don't need to be married you can be in a partnership or you could be just dating or you could be just out of a relationship there will be something of value for everybody within this um just keep a wee eye out for that on my social media um I, other than that just thanks so much again for listening and i'll see you again soon